0: Welcome to Between the Gutters, where we talk about the stories within the panels. I'm your co-host, Albert, and with us is our other co-host. I'm Drew. How's it going, everybody? Hey, hey, everyone. So, today is a grand, spectacular, momentous occasion for all of us. This is a moment in history. Ain't no other moment like it. Never, ever, ever. Today, my friends, we reach episode... One hundred of Between the Gutters. How you feel, Drew? How you feel?
1: I feel spectacular, amazing, web of. (laughs) This is uh, a day that I never really envisioned when we started the podcast, mainly because I didn't know how committed we would be to it. But somehow, (laughs) some way, we ended up reaching a hundred episodes. If I had to it's, be perfectly honest, a large
0: part of it was COVID and the world just descending into yeah. a viral hellscape. But yeah. But I was about for to us, say the same thing. It just gave us time <laughs> to to finally uh, focus ourselves on our uh, podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in, in these past, what has it been like, twenty, twenty two months or however long it's been? Yeah. We've been able to yeah. read a lot more of our comics and spend more time recording our podcast because we haven't been going out into the world or you know, doing the things that normally prevented us from recording or distracted yeah. us. We're not even saying regressed that have into ghouls. And I'm not even saying that <laughs> I ever had a great social life or anything. Yeah. Clearly I don't. But I think just having the situation that we've been in it i don't know it, it it i guess it made it seem like it was more acceptable to just stay in on on a weekend and we can take that time to record our podcast on a more consistent basis well i was going to say um i was listening
0: to i think it was another podcast uh, a couple of months back and it was talking about people who are caught up in circumstances that are outside of their control and um how they end up using that time to focus on uh being productive you know and one of the examples they cited was mary shelley and frankenstein and Mm -hmm. so the details are kind of foggy to me but from what i remember uh essentially what happened During that time period was I think there was like some sort of volcanic eruption that just spewed ash and soot and like stuff into the atmosphere to the point where it got so bad that it I want to say that it had some sort of climate impact uh, that affected the world for like a pretty substantial period of time. Um, Hmm. and that's what ended up happening was Mary Shelley went on this vacation, but because the weather was like so bad or because, um, you know, they couldn't go out and, you know, live their lives, you know, uh, what ended up happening was she ended up creating Frankenstein.
1: Yeah. A classic piece of literature.
0: Exactly. So I guess what I'm saying is we're great. <laughs> Between the gutters <laughs> is the Frankenstein of podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyone listening, don't don't necessarily cite me on that because I'm just kind of blinding blindedly uh grasping for the details. I'm I'm sure that there's a more well put together, fully defined and explained version of what happened, but uh that's and my not, rough estimate of if it. If
1: not, we'll just go on Wikipedia right now and update Mary Shelley's Entry so that it reflects your reality. Yeah, and I can
0: threaten her her descendants in order <laughs> for them to confirm that
1: story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is our 100th episode, so we're pretty much drunk on our own pride right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I tend to walk around on the street with swag and a chain, constantly hyping myself up, but you don't see that side of me on this podcast.
1: Not until today, exactly. because it's our 100th episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah,
0: so well, let's get into it, shall we?
1: What did you want to talk about in this special episode, man? Are we going to go down the, the top 100, 100th issues? <laughs> well, let's go over the top 100 episodes of Between
0: the Gutters. <laughs> Let, let's rank all of our episodes. <laughs> Uh, episode five is our ninety ninth episode. Ninety <laughs> so favorite bad episode. I about that one, dude. I don't know, man.
1: That that was the one where we <laughs> talked about how we became lifelong fans of
0: comics. Was that okay? I just pulled that out of my butt, so I didn't even know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, see, this is obviously the greatest episode of our podcast. Episode one hundred the second greatest episode was episode 99 the third greatest episode was episode 98 and it just goes like that because every time we put out a new episode it's the greatest episode we've ever done up to that point in time very good very we only good. get better we never exactly. get worse
0: i like that i like that it's true kids we don't get worse we're like a uh, we're like a uh, we're like the gift that keeps on giving we're just a fine cancer that is unstoppable.
1: That's right. That's right. Once once we are a part of you, we will devour every cell <laughs> until there's nothing left but us. All right. So
0: yeah, I guess um so when we were discussing this episode, uh I don't know. I I bounced I I, I don't know if if you did what I did. But I, I certainly asked around I bounced some of my ideas off um people in my uh life just kinda to to see if you asked your anyone... girlfriend?
1: Huh? You asked your girlfriend?
0: Uh seeing as I how I don't have one, um that was not a thing that could happen. So there's that.
1: You asked your imaginary girlfriend? <laughs>
0: She's in Canada. Uh, oh, she's on vacation right now. <laughs> she's on vacation right now. Um, no, but I just asked the people in my, you know, in my life, if, um, you know, just what you would do for a hundredth episode. What's a good? What's an appropriate way to celebrate something like that? And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I got. I I don't think I got anything that inspired me. Too much in
1: terms of what we ultimately ended up choosing. Uh, Dang. wait, wait, hold up, man. So are you saying that your friends and loved ones didn't inspire you? No, man, because the only thing that inspires me is me. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're like Terrell Owens, man. T.O. Yeah. I love me some me. T.O. Morrow, baby. <laughs>
0: No, but, um, like, I had one friend who said, uh, she was basically saying, well, it's a big occasion, you should, she, here's what she said, she said, you should throw a party, invite a bunch of people out, and then she said, you should, and I I say this, I I say this in all sincerity, because she did not know what your opinion on this was, okay, but Uh, she said, you guys should dress up, you guys should do, like, cosplay. (laughs) You know, just really make a thing of it. And I was just, I was like, in my mind, I was like, first of all, like, we're still kind of in COVID. So I don't think that would really make too much sense there. And second of all, Drew hates cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't happening at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry about that, Albert's friend, whoever yeah. you are.
0: Yeah. So we just thought and you know we thought what other ways could we do it one one thing that I mentioned to Drew earlier was oh uh we could have done something like a clip show or a clip episode where you know like like the Simpsons or something when whenever they reach some sort of milestone they cut clips from different episodes uh you know, they they tell a story that's a framing story, and they cut clips from different episodes. Uh, it, it's a cheap way to make an episode, but also to go down memory lane. You know. Mhm. Mhm. And uh, well, you tell them what
1: you said, Drew. <laughs> well, first of all, that would be a lot of work because then we'd have to go into the archives of all our audio files and cut and paste a whole bunch of clips. So the the work that would entail would just be a lot more than I would want to do. And then the other thing that I thought was, well, doing that for our own podcast just feels like a big act of hubris. (laughs) And I didn't think that it really fit our personalities either. Yeah, It would just be a little bit over-the-top prideful, I guess. Exactly. Me and Drew are... But but mainly it was just that it was too much work. That's the real reason. (laughs)
0: In our in our day to day lives, me and Drew are pretty subdued dudes. Subdued dudes. Oh wow, that was. Oof, <laughs> I think I had a mini stroke when I said that. <laughs> Just a tiny stroke. Yeah, <laughs> we're subdued dudes, and uh, you know we. I would like to think that we're modest, so we don't go around uh, uh, self-aggrandizing and self-promoting ourselves too often. Like even doing this podcast, it's um, it's been an it's been I'd say like I guess an exercise for us to push ourselves to be more promotional about it.
1: Yeah. Like and, I don't know if it's that's if not really our personality at all. Like exactly. neither one of us is is real good at uh just pumping ourselves up or just trying to get our name out there on social media or or doing yeah. things that uh draw or at- attract a lot of attention. Yeah. We don't really In it, fact, we just detest marketing ourselves those doesn't come naturally.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, what'd you say? I said in fact, we detest those people who do th- uh A lot of those gimmicks and things that your standard social media influencers do. Yeah. 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 That being said, hit that like button and subscribe, (laughs) y'all. Follow us on our Twitch and our Insta and our TikTok.
1: (laughs) We have a TikTok?
0: Sure, whatever, man. Like, let's say we have a TikTok. I don't know that we have a TikTok, man.
1: (laughs) Maybe we should just We're more likely to have Tic Tacs. We should create a TikTok account just so nobody steals our name. What if somebody steals our name, makes a TikTok, and starts doing cosplay vids on it? That would that would be messed up. I think the greater insult would be if that channel blew up and they became the
0: de facto between the gutters. Shoot. I would be crestfallen. Yeah.
1: I'd be I would be mad i would Mm. be i would i would just be pissed royally pissed (laughs) Uh, did you
0: have any ideas for uh episodes or like what sort of uh well did
1: you discuss it with people in your social circle well before i get to that i I do want to share a funny story about how albert and i aren't really the kind of people that feel super comfortable promoting ourselves or our podcast or our, our name or marketing ourselves. We are not whores, I believe is the, that, that's is correct. the summation that is of correct.
0: it. That is correct. Until we are. <laughs> Unless you give me a good re- reason to be, oh, <laughs> then I will gladly whore
1: myself out. <laughs> I remember this one time we were at a comic book store and we had a conversation just talking about some comics that we found in the quarter bin, we were debating whether we wanted to, whether we should pick it up or not. And then the guys at the comic store who, the guys who worked at the comic store heard our voices and they were like, wait, are you guys between the gutters? And then we both looked at each other and then we looked at the dude and we were like, <clears throat> nah, see, that's not us. <laughs> uh
0: you got me there for a second. I was like, was this really a thing that happened that I didn't remember? <laughs> I mean, you question reality. Yeah, I was like, did that did I really have that miniature stroke? <laughs> Cuz I didn't remember that story at all. <laughs> uh,
1: there were some other times when we did start talking to people who were at the store digging through comics with us, and I think back to that one this that one particular instance when we were at Lee's in in uh, Mountain View, Rest in Power, Lee's. Mm-hmm. But I remember we were there digging through comics, and then this this teenager came up, uh, you know, uh, next to us, digging through one of the other boxes, and he was pulling out, for some reason, he was a John Byrne fan, so he was yeah. pulling out all these random John Byrne comics. And I I think that we started chatting, chit-chatting about comics in general, and I th- in the back of my mind at that at that moment, I was thinking, hey, I should give this kid one of our cards, one of our business cards, so he can look up our podcast. But there was just something in me that I was too shy to do it, even though it was just a kid, you know, like he would like if I'd, <laughs> I'm i sure nothing would have been 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 uh, been strange if I just told him, hey, if you want to listen to us talk more about comics, we have. Yeah, this podcast. but it I, yeah, for, for whatever reason, I just didn't bring it up. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, I remember that as well. And well, I didn't have that impulse at all, so I was, you know, even several layers more oblivious than you were <laughs> on, on when it came to that, right? Like it yeah. it just wasn't uh it just wasn't second nature. It wasn't a thought that I had that, hey, we're talking to a potential listener or a potential uh uh I, I don't know follower i guess whatever
1: yeah or just you know a fellow comic book fan yeah 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 but i again we're we're
0: slowly trying to turn flip the switch on that and uh you know we're we're going to try to work more on promoting ourselves um i finally in this past Year this past month, I went to New York Comic Con and I gave out so many of our business cards. You know, uh nice. So I don't know what sort of return on investment that looks like, but hey, you know, we we we're we're, uh, we're working on it, right? We're we're putting mm-hmm. ourselves out there. We're we're you know, putting uh, putting our name out to people who wouldn't even normally have anything to do with comics or or who might be a part of a completely different sphere of pop
1: culture altogether. So yeah, let's yeah, see how that true. goes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, going back to your other question about whether or not I asked anybody in my circle, any opinions about ideas for a 100th episode topic. The only people I really asked were Shainis and Zach. Shainis said you guys should do an episode where you talk about your favorite issue 100s because i think when well not i think because when we did our 50th episode we did an, we did that episode and talked about our favorite issue 50s in comics right mm. so for uh, the 100th episode it it felt like hey maybe we could kind of just do this do the same thing and and talk about our favorite 100th Issues. And I guess we... I did bring that up to you. We we mused upon it a little bit. But I don't know why we chose not to do it. Honestly? Well, I don't
0: think it would have been super hard to do it. But at the same time... I, I don't know. With the state of comics constantly renumbering themselves, it's... Yeah. It's i guess it'd be a bit of a task to try to find that and on top of yeah. that i don't even know if i can really think of that many hundreds issue 100s that are that great you know or of that quality like the first a lot one of that-
1: the, a lot of the issue 100s would just be older titles you know like mm-hmm. things that have been around for for a long time like your batmans supermans action comics Mm. uh detective comics amazing spider-man fantastic four captain america or you know just comics that are older yeah, uh, yeah so for one thing a lot of those comics we probably have to read them just to do our research
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: like there aren't a whole ton of those that i've already read and the ones i have read i I can't really remember the stories off the top of my head yeah it, In terms of more recent or modern issue one hundreds, there are there are some. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, the ones that immediately come to mind would be something would be things like one hundred bullets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, were, there was also Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess I can't think of anything off the top of my head <laughs> at this moment. But yeah, yeah, we'd have we could go to a couple of those, and and then the rest of the issues, we'd probably have to look at the legacy numbering and, you know, figure out how did they number these comics and, and you know, when when uh, Daredevil, uh, the Marvel Knights run of Daredevil reached issue 100, they, they renumbered it, so does that really count? You know, it, it's things like that, just weird things.
0: It, yeah, even listening to you describe that process, it sounds like a pain in the butt. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just don't like uh, figuring out the minutia of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's it's it, it's like you said. the The first comic that came to mind was, yeah, it, it's like what what's what's a modern comic that even made it to a hundred at this point? And yeah, the first comic that came to mind to me was Ultimate Spider Man. It just feels like everything else, all the, like, really great stuff, uh, it, it usually comes to an end either prematurely or on its own terms, and it usually comes to an end well before, or not well before, but before
1: 100, you know? Or it just gets renumbered over and over, yeah. and yeah. then you have to count, like, from the beginning of that person's run, and I don't know, it's, it's just annoying to have to always do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's a type of fan that does that, and you know, goes above and beyond to make those kinds of notes. And I don't want to be that person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marvel and DC do that themselves. They're they're constantly renumbering things, and they're they're you know they they'd come up with ways to count the issues so that uh, such and such title. Is issue 100, you know, when the last issue that came out the previous month was, like, 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they yeah. just come up with their ways. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. either like to renumber stuff with a new number one, or they renumber it to its legacy numbering. So it, it sounds like it's bigger than what it is, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like, it, it's it's just annoying. They it, There'd be nothing wrong with, with them if they just left it the way it was and just let the numbers count up naturally yeah exactly
0: like when i was a kid and and the 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 habit of renumbering comics didn't happen nearly a, as much of at all i think i just always imagined that comics would forever go up uh in their numbering yeah into you know into forever right
1: Mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. until
0: con- cancellation and i didn't find anything wrong with that there there wasn't anything about that that i found problematic or that i took issue with but yeah you know and, and this is our soapbox moment i guess but you know ultimately the the people that did the the did whatever mathematics or numbering um behind the scenes at marvel and dc decided that selling number ones was what made them money yeah so you've constantly got to come up with new excuses to make new number ones
1: that's right that's <laughs> and right it's just
0: so dumb so dumb
1: and if it's not a new number one it could be issue one thousand yeah That's why we had things like Action Comics or Detective Comics go back to their legacy numbering a few years ago. I feel like... Detective Comics, back right before the New 52, Mm -hmm. it was around, what, issue like 900 or so? And then it started... New 52 happened, and and then it had a new number one. And then a year or two ago, it finally got high enough where they were like, let's rebrand it to issue 1,000. You know, the same thing they did with Action Comics. So hopefully they just leave it at whatever whatever number they're at now, just so there's less confusion. It, yeah. Yeah. Comics, everybody. What if one
0: day they decide to come up with this plan where if only issue 100s were the big seller, you just <laughs> number every issue issue 100? <laughs> <laughs> This issue... Well, this month, in issue 100 of Spider-Man, he fights Dr. Octopus. Next month, in issue 100 of Spider-Man, he fights Electro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just as bad as that time when Marvel was really into doing those point 0.1 issues.
0: Yeah, those were dumb, too. Those were... Ugh. I'm glad that that was super short-lived. Yeah. That, that came and went. They They knew that it was just super confusing to people, and... People just gave up out of frustration. They were just like, "Yeah, this is dumb."
1: Yeah. Hey, you know what? I just remembered. In terms of other issue one hundreds, what you got? In- Invincible and Walking Dead.
0: Yeah, that Walking Dead was something that uh, occurred to me
1: as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's also a, uh, you know, Shanis recommended me Spawn. Yeah, Spawn one hundred. No, I don't think Shannon actually would recommend that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that to see if he listens to this part of the episode and if he'll, if he'll uh, text me about it later. Uh, uh, that's, that's a good way to test our, our lists,
0: our uh, viewers or listeners. We're just, we will just subtly slip in messages about <laughs> each of them that individually. That wasn't even subtle. <laughs> oh, you're right. That wasn't even subtle.
1: Uh, you should say, if Zach anybody listens to this, to this, to what I'm saying, to this paragraph that I'm reading right now, and messages me on our Instagram, we will send you a free comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. The other thing that uh, the other person I asked about uh, what we would talk about for issue for episode 100 was Zach. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have something that was necessarily, uh, sp- you know, something that necessarily related to a 100th episode, Yeah. but he, he did just ask me uh, in response to, or he, he in response to my question, he, he, he said that he had a question, he had a conversation with one of his friends recently about who his favorite anti-hero was, and Zach said uh he wasn't sure if we had talked about that on between the gutters but it would be cool to hear you guys discuss some of your favorite anti-heroes slash story arcs maybe even some of the worst ones you've read and what makes an anti-hero in your definition Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you want to like tackle that question real briefly before we move on just to Uh, honor zach
0: yeah sure um so, you know, full disclosure, you did ask me this or posit the question before this episode. So I even then, I, I would say that I had a rough time of uh, coming up with an answer because... I don't know, it's uh, like... I, I feel like there are some obvious ones, um, but at the same time... There's just so many ways to dice up, like, what an antihero is or isn't that... Yeah. And, and, like, a lot of these characters have just such long histories that, you know...
1: over the course in time, of time, they can be yeah. antihero. Some points, they can be a straight-up hero. Sometimes, yeah. they can be a villain. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So... It
0: really one of the depends fir- on the story. Exactly. So, one of the first thoughts that I did come up with... And that I didn't mention at the time because I didn't want to really get into it over, like, a, a text conversation, but... Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm gonna put this out there, feel free to disagree, but I did think that when, uh... Brian Michael Bendis did his run on Daredevil, even though Daredevil is traditionally a superhero, uh... There were things about that run. If you isolate that run where Daredevil is kind of an anti-hero, at least I oh, thought. Oh yeah, he definitely is in that run. Yeah. Cuz it's it's about him it it's it's an entire it, during the course of that run what Daredevil ends up doing is he he basically gets tired of this constant circle of this this constant cycle of, uh you know, good guys chasing bad guys, this constant cycle of, like, cops and robbers, and he just decides that he's going to overthrow the gangs, and he's going to install himself as the new crime lord, or, not not, not crime lord, but the new kingpin of his region of New York, you know? Kingpin of Hell's Kitchen. Exactly. Which is not a superhero move to do, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it got to the point where some of the other heroes like Spider-Man, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and I th- I think maybe even uh perhaps Captain America at one point, they they try to intervene and just try yeah. to t- see what's going on in in Daredevil's life, like why is he doing all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and Matt Murdock ain't here none of that, you know. He yeah. he doesn't he doesn't he- care for what they have to say to him. He's doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah, he's the kingpin of Hell's Kitchen. He doesn't have to answer to them. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a really good a really good example.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that I'd mention in addition to that is that it it pretty much set the tone for Daredevil for a while moving forward. Like I don't think Brew Baker makes him a villain, but Diggle after that um, i I think Diggle made him in charge of the hand, which was, and, and it ended it with like a war between the superheroes and like an army of ninja assassins led by Daredevil himself. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So, so what happened there was the the very end of Brubaker's run had Matt Murdock assuming control of the hand and it, it just kind of ended on that cliffhanger. So, when Diggle came on, he did his Shadowland thing, and sh- I really don't think that was a good run. The Andy yeah. Diggle run, like that I was definitely, yeah, that was definitely a low point in in Daredevil's history of the past like twenty two, twenty three years or so. Mm. But I think the reason why it went down like that was because. When Bendis ended his run, he left Matt Murdock in a different place, you know, like he usually when when writers end their run on a character, they kind of leave the character in a place where the next guy to take over has a fresh slate and can do his own thing. You know, it's kind of like when you play with a bunch of toys, when you're done playing with the toys, you don't just leave them it out on the living room floor. You put them back in the toy box or wherever yeah. they belong. There's so always the a reset. Person, yeah, there's a reset. So the next person who pulls out the toys, they can create their own battlefield and use their own imagination to start the story from scratch. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because Bendis did not do that for Brubaker, yeah, um, I think that's part of the reason why Brubaker did that for the next guy too. it Maybe it was like kind of a game, you know? I mean, I, I know Bendis and Brubaker. Our friends so they they communicated that a bit I, I don't really know how much brubaker communicated with andy diggle of uh, what he was gonna do or may, heck for all i know maybe andy diggle asked brubaker to do that i mm. I, I never uh, really looked into it but i did think that was an interesting way to end a run you know two runs in a row really where you have mm. Bendis run ending with well i, I won't I won't explicitly say it, but it you know it it ends with Matt Murdock in a place where you would not expect Matt Murdock to be at the end of a story. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Brubaker has him take control of the hand, but I think I think what Diggle did though kind of made it feel cheap because he wasn't just an antihero at that point. He was he a was, straight up villain. <laughs> he was a straight up villain, and I think it was even revealed, if I remember correctly, Matt Murdock was actually possessed by an evil spirit or a demon from the hand. I believe that, that that was the stuff.
0: case. Yes. Yeah. That was what yeah. I how I remember too. I didn't I didn't actually read that run, but I'm pretty sure I I remember that revelation as well. And it's a pretty lame revelation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it wasn't good. He, yeah. It, it's one of those things that absolves. The character from taking any responsibility because he was mind controlled or he was possessed yeah. by a demon so yeah. it wasn't his fault
0: yeah yeah which is yeah not good it's not good I'll, I'll just leave it at that yeah but uh yeah i mean that was daredevil for a very long time after after bendis you know mm-hmm. so that's that that was the one that i came up with at the time um yeah, I mean, there were a few more that I was just throwing out there, but if I had to be perfectly honest, in my heart of hearts, uh, like, I didn't even like the idea of some of those characters as anti-heroes, you know? What, like Venom? Um, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> like the idea of Venom at all, but... You don't like Venom as a concept, Albert? I don't like Venom as a concept, as a comic book character, <laughs> as a thing that fanboys like. <laughs> I don't I, for, I don't like I him down to the very DNA of his essence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forget, but have you ever explained on this podcast to all the listeners why you don't like Venom?
0: Um Well I think truth be told, I think I'm pretty Whatever about venom, I don't necessarily hate him. I just don't care about venom overall, but is so, it because all the
1: fanboys love him, that makes you hate him
0: i I will say that like the worst kind of fans love him, and mm-hmm. that in it of itself makes me hate him, right yeah, 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 but overall, venom's just a pretty stupid idea an an uninteresting, unimpressive uh, derivative, boring idea,
1: and... He's just the Dark Shadow version of the hero.
0: Yeah, right? It's like when Superman fights Bizarro or something like that. It's just... But even at least when Superman fights Bizarro, there's something funny about that. Yeah. You know? Um, but I was gonna say, I don't think I hate Venom nearly as much as you. I think you, like, actively hate Venom. I just... For the most part, I don't care about Venom, uh, except under the circumstances where I'm talking to people that love Venom. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So so talking to people who love Venom just makes you hate him?
0: Yeah, it's it's just... It's a circumstance where when I'm confronted with the situation, I am compelled to speak my mind, and it automatically puts me in a position where I'm actively crapping on him in front of these people who just have so much mirth and joy and love for him you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and like i can't under most circumstances i can maintain some sense of composure and you know i'll i'll allow or abide it up to a certain extent you know when people talk Mm -hmm. well of him of venom or or any of the other like plethora of lame characters that 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 exist <laughs> like carnage um, yeah or you know uh i don't know like deathstroke <laughs> uh doomsday <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> but like if someone is just so caught up in their like love of this character and they just keep going at it there there'll come a breaking point for me where I'll just have to say something right cuz yeah <laughs> it just can't be helped at times
1: but yeah 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 you're you're yeah. definitely not the kind of guy that can you don't have a high tolerance for bad taste in comics <laughs>
0: yeah yeah like i i i would probably have to bite my tongue or just dig my nails into the into the into my palms just to just to release some energy so that i don't <laughs> you know just offend go ape, somebody just go ape on these people
1: <laughs> okay go <ahead>. yeah. <laughs> uh, no i i get what you're saying though there are a lot of times when the fact that something like Venom become so popular, it, it kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. Just because it, it I don't know, maybe part of it is because I'm just wondering what are people seeing in him that I'm not seeing. Yeah. But I, don't, I really don't think that they're seeing anything special, you know, and, and yeah. to me, it, it just kind of s- speaks to the taste of the masses, I guess. Yeah. Like, it just reminds me, how different I am from other people, you know? I don't really like (laughs) some of the stuff that's super popular.
0: And I hate looking in that mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare remind me how I'm different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're sworn to protect a world that hates and fears us, man. Because we're that different, man. We're mutants.
0: Well, the other thing I was going to add to that was... Like, it's not... I I don't think it's necessarily... uh, as an an instance or or a or a thing that is specific only to um bad characters either i i think there's something i don't want to say tragic or something messed up about it when it even happens to like good comics right cuz these same kinds of people will also gravitate to occasionally they'll gravitate to something that's genuinely good but even then like the way they talk about it or the way they shower it with affection it just feels like it completely misses the point of whatever (laughs) it is that they're showering with affection right you know what that
1: reminds me of what's that well no i don't want to interrupt you. you you finish your story first
0: oh Oh well okay I I mean I was just going to say like for example like one of the big examples for me and uh-huh. this might be what you were about to say so you know feel free to you know correct me if I if I got it right on the money but like something like The Dark Knight returns it's a great mm-hmm. comic right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's just the kind of comic that's so universally beloved that yeah it's hard to get that wrong and then You know, when a particular kind of fan is gushing about it, it just feels like they are only about that comic because isn't it cool to see Batman totally pwn Superman? And, like, you know, just see him denigrate Superman in front of the world, in front of everybody, in such a just badass way, and how he, like, talks smack about him. Man, that's so cool. That's why Batman's my favorite hero, and it's just like, what are you, man? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna say that there isn't some aspect of that that appeals to me. Like when I read that comic, that's that's fun, right? But mm-hmm. that's not the entirety of my like love for that particular piece of work.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, it's it's a work that has a lot of depth and complexity to it. And for someone to, who appreciates that work solely because of that one superficial action scene, it it's weird to me, you know, like it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like you're at the beach and, and you're at the beach to, to watch a beautiful sunset. And then the guy next to you is like, man, this sand feels really great. (laughs) I don't know. It, it maybe that's not the best analogy, but it it just feels weird to me, you know. Like you're missing yeah. the the purpose or the point of of, of the story.
0: Yeah, and it I, I don't know if you feel this way, but on some level it it ruins my enjoyment of it talking to people like that, you know, or even <laughs> it hearing ruin what they my... have to say. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the work. Like if somebody if I met somebody who started talking to me about DKR and said, "Yeah, yeah that scene where he beats up Superman, that's the greatest thing ever." That's why I love that story. I would just kind of smile and nod and then just keep it moving, you know? It yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't affect my appreciation or my love for Dark Knight Returns, but it would affect how I view that person who said that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. The story that I was going to share was about uh, another Frank Miller comic about his his Daredevil run, which was on our Top 25. But uh, I was listening to, I was hate listening to a, a podcast, not a podcast, YouTube video, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> the dude was talking about his... His uh most recommended, or the the comics that he would recommend the most, and one of them was the Frank Miller Daredevil. And then what he had to say w- about it was, yeah, I just love how he draws Electra. The way she stabs people is hella cool. Like the way you see her side poke out through somebody's shirt. That's always been an iconic panel that resonated with me. <laughs> and like that was that was all he said to <laughs> to speak about his love and appreciation for. Frank Miller's Daredevil, you know, like, like that's if if you were to boil it down, that's that's how he would boil it down. Yeah. You know, and and it, that doesn't weird. even
0: make sense to me. Like, how does seeing someone get stabbed in the chest resonate with you? Like, how does that make sense? I don't like, know, man. I don't, Were you I don't stabbed get in the chest? Did you?
1: Did you? Maybe he wants to stab other people in the chest and he <laughs> fantasizes about it. I don't know, uh, man. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, like, it's, it's people like that that I I don't think I would really have too much interest talking about comics with.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty reductive way to look at comics, and it's just – it's a pain, man. It, yeah. It it makes me hate sharing the world with other people. <laughs> Uh. Yeah. so let's talk about uh let's go into some of the highlights you know of, of the past 100 episodes
1: mm-hmm.
0: are there any particular uh episodes or moments that jump out at you drew over these past 100 episodes that we've
1: done yeah i think Just in terms of the actual podcasting, I think it's been pretty satisfying to see how we've kind of adapted how we approach doing our episodes. Because I think back to our first few episodes, and it's kind of hard to listen to them. I mean, no disrespect to Albert and Drew, but back in those first episodes man I, I think i think we were still trying to figure out how to go about recording a podcast so like number one the audio quality of some of those early episodes i'm not even saying that our current episodes have really amazing audio but i i, I think they're at least you know satisfactory and people can listen to us but yeah. some of the- so it's kind of hurt my ears, man, just because I, I don't think I knew what I was doing, not just in terms of setting up the recording equipment and also editing it. So everything was like self-taught, basically. And and uh, it took a while to figure out exactly how to do it. But but secondly, it was also how we uh, approached the content of what we were going to discuss, like those that first episode. I think we tried talking about five comics in our top 25, Marvel top 25, you know, and, and like five comics, it's hard to do justice to, to five comics, you know, like it, it, it was one of those things where we could, we said a few things about everything that was on the, in that episode, but there was a lot of stuff that was left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think as we moved on, as we progressed, we realized that re completely rereading the comic that we were going to discuss would improve our discussions and our analysis and, you know, our critique or whatever you want to call it, or conversations. And I, I think that was a game changer. I think that made a big difference treating, treating the, the episodes like we had to do research, you know? Like we would reread whatever was on the list that week for that episode and and be prepared to to discuss it and as we've gotten more into the flow of doing episodes on a regular basis we've kind of adapted that approach into almost like a book club I guess where you know we've had a bunch of episodes where we we've just picked a trade paperback or a hardcover collection or a run or something or maybe even a full series at times, and read the whole thing in the week leading up to the recording and just had a really good conversation about it. Mm. I think that was a lot more effective than trying to remember stuff that we had read a few years ago and just going in cold and talking about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I, I think... I, I I agree with what you're saying. Like I, I I do think that occasionally, for the sake of time, I, I I'll still do that. Uh, where if I can't read it, I'll I'll just kind of skim it and then read the Wikipedia entry on it. But <laughs> but reading it has been yeah, it, it's been a pretty big game changer for us in in that everything's just been fresher um you know we've been able to just really like dive deep into our analysis and come up with some i'd like to think some pretty interesting insights on on, on some of these uh, comics that we've read it certainly made for more fulfilling conversation
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah or, or like looking back um i think one of the things that I really enjoyed and this was something that happened towards the beginning of uh, COVID was starting our own like sub series of recommendations where, you know, me, you, Zach and Shanice would sit around and, like it. It really was just something that gave us an an excuse to hang out and talk with each other. But I do mm-hmm. think in terms of exercise, it was a pretty fun exercise in 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 yeah in choosing a genre and trying to find a comic that we each individually felt would best uh w- would make the best recommendation for that genre you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. i i I got to a point where when we were doing that it really did make me uh step back and look at genres and just what was it about those particular genres that made them special and what kind of comics best exemplified those traits and qualities you know so yeah doing that those episodes i thought i thought it was fun you know it, you know other than um you know getting a chance to explore other comics in very, like, specific genres that I'd not, uh, gone out of my way to look up, you know, it was just a good excuse to uh, chit-chat and hang with friends, and, um, unfortunately, you know, uh, everybody's lives got a little busier with this and that, and, you know, circumstances being what they are, it's, it's something that's lapsed a little bit, but moving forward, um, you know, mm-hmm. that that looking back, that was something that I enjoyed doing, and uh, looking forward, uh, hopefully that's something we we will be able to revisit again someday.
1: Yeah, totally. I I definitely agree with that, Zach and Chainis. If you guys are listening to this, hit us up next time uh, you guys are free. We gotta get back and do this thing. We calling you out. We're calling you out. <laughs> we challenge you. <laughs> Coward! cowards cowards come out and face us cowards <laughs> yeah we had some uh, really good discussions man and I remember just the fact that it was, it was almost kind of like show and tell like each of us would come and share a book a, a comic and sometimes it would be something that I hadn't read yet and I remember when we did the philosophy comics recommendations you shared about uh labyrinth by ben argon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about the existential rat trapped in a maze like that yeah. one like the way i didn't really know anything about it like i i think i vaguely remember you might have mentioned it before we recorded that episode but but really when you when we recorded the episode was when you shared all about it and and you sold it to me man like i ended up buying it uh, right after that episode and i i own my own copy of it now <laughs>
0: Nice, nice. Yeah,
1: you affected my life through the podcast, man.
0: (laughs) Well, that was the other thing about that episode, uh, or that series of podcast episodes, was I I didn't... I think initially I was choosing a lot... Or initially what I was doing was I was choosing from comics that we all had already read before, right? So... I think between me, you, Zach, and Shanus, we—it's fair to say that we uh, imbibe in all in each other's comics to the point where, you know, we we're just kind of swimming in our mm-hmm. in in our own collective uh, reading material. So there really aren't too many instances where we go outside of that unless we go to the library or something right so yeah yeah
1: it's like when it comes to our comics the four of us are like eskimo brothers oh man why why (laughs) man why
0: (laughs) i'm gonna need to take a break i need to catch my breath (laughs)
1: you know i just like making you feel uncomfortable albert
0: (laughs) i know you do i know you do (laughs) <laughs> I take great pleasure in that.
1: That's the whole reason I do this podcast with you, man. Right, right, right,
0: right. I, uh... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, my point being, um, so when we first started that sub-series, I was, I was just looking at what was in all of our libraries and just choosing from that, but it was a series that forced me, like I said, it forced me to look at individual individual genres and i did the i started doing the work of actually doing research trying to find comics that would fit those genres specifically and i made it a little game for myself to try to stump you guys with things that you guys had never heard of so yeah. you know by forcing myself to read stuff that was more obscure and uh more uh yeah, just more obscure by forcing myself to read stuff that was more obscure, it yeah, I felt like it would uh it, so it expand your horizons. Expand my horizons and you know, by proxy expand your guys' horizons, you know? Yeah, and definitely. and the, the horizons of our listeners. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my uh, favorite aspects of that sub-series was that episode where we did the romance comic recommendations. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was a pretty funny one because it felt like all the things that we each picked kind of reflected how we view romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It said like,
0: something about what... How, yeah, exactly. It said something about how we each individually yeah. looked at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the concept of romance. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not going to regurgitate what was said in those episodes, but uh, for you listeners, if you want to go back to the archives, that would be episodes 36 and 37. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- those were fun episodes, man. Hopefully, uh, Shannon and Zach can get some free time one of these days and, and uh, we can do it again.
0: Yeah. I think... Um, so... I I have to be uh honest in this episode. Well, as I am in all episodes, but uh when I say that thinking when I was thinking back about uh all the various episodes, it just made me realize that I am pretty sure I have like the memory span of like a goldfish. Cause <laughs> really the stuff that jumps out to me are probably the more recent things just, you know, are yeah. things like our, our conversation about Shang-Chi and just the different perspectives that we took on it between me, you, and Justin. Um, yeah. the, the other thing that really stuck out more recently, but I do think this is something I, I genuinely... Had fun with too, though uh was something like the death of Superman
1: mm, yeah <laughs> that absolutely. entire
0: episode where we just i don't know we we spend so much time uplifting and talking about comics that we do love that that taking a, an entire episode where we could dedicate ourselves to just denigrating this one episode, <laughs> this one comic. That was, you know, I, and I'm fully aware that we we just spent, like, time earlier talking about Venom or whatever. But there was something about spending just the whole episode mad-dogging the death of Superman. <laughs> that was just fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and here's the other thing I would say about that episode is, is that I don't think we were just bashing it mindlessly. Like, it, it's one thing to just continually insult something and and truly uh you know just mock it and of course that episode we definitely mocked it but I also think that we gave reasons why it didn't work very well as a story you know it we gave yeah. reasons and tried to explain as best as we could without the aid of the visuals just through the our audio we tried to explain why that story doesn't hold up as a work of art you know like basically yeah. as a it's not a good comic, and and we we didn't just say this comic sucks and leave it at that, but we yeah. we tried to break it down, talk about different elements of it that that uh you know that just didn't work. Yeah. Um, I guess you did say that one thing about Dan Jurgen's mother, but other than that, we didn't really <laughs> get personal.
0: <laughs> no, and I I totally agree. Like, um, look when. You mentioned earlier there was that one guy who talked about Daredevil and just how much he loved it, but he reduced it down to just mm. this handful of superficial things, right? Yeah. And I think if we had done something similar, but about the death of Superman, as opposed to, uh, you know, how much we love Daredevil, it would have been just as bad, quite honestly.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly.
0: And I don't think... So I'm not the most articulate person, but I I I'm with you when you say that we wanted to try our best to point out what it was about what elements didn't work in that comic mm-hmm. that justify us mocking it so unabashedly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah it's
1: it's just the difference between completely bashing something without giving an explanation as to why something's bad you know but i i thought that we were pretty fair in terms of just analyzing it the same way we analyze the comics that we do love like yeah. the way we treated the death of superman we went about it the same way that we went about talking about hellblazer or you know anything else that we we enjoy talking about so yeah it it, it wasn't down man yeah yeah and i'm not even saying that we're like some kind of uh literary phds or anything like that you know we're like i wouldn't i'm not gonna say that we we came up with the most intricate insights or you know we, we we saw things that no one in the history of analysis has ever seen before but i think it's just a matter of of us trying you know and and trying to explain why something is not good as opposed to just claiming something's not good and leaving it at that yeah it's it's not very yeah it's not very satisfying the same way that it's not satisfying when somebody says yeah this comic is awesome you should check it out it just leaves it at that, you know, like that doesn't really tell me a whole lot. At least give me a little bit of something to explain, yeah, why something is awesome or yeah. why something sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a you know a PhD essay or a or a doctorate or anything, but just a little bit of something, you know.
0: Yeah. So I'd like to think that you know, doomsday truthers out there or death of Superman truthers out there, if they truly approach us or that episode with an open mind, they might hear her out, hear us out and see something that they didn't see before. Maybe even come to realize that, hey, the art in some of this is absurd and the dialogue is overwritten and... The, mm-hmm.
1: the, the know, splash pages have some really bizarre compositions.
0: Yeah. And the uh the character's motivations, although simple, but at the same time, they don't really make too much sense either. You know? Yeah,
1: or or even the fact that Doomsday can punch these non-powered or non-invulnerable heroes and they all survive, but when he punches Superman, he can it kills kill him.
0: him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The inconsistency of it all. It's like Look. I I get it. There are comics that I liked as a kid that probably don't stand up and if someone brought it to my attention and broke it down for me, like I I'm I'm willing to admit that it's not something that's good.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of things that we can enjoy and still like. They don't have to doesn't mean that everything that we like is great or good. Yeah. You know, yeah. like from an artistic standpoint, sometimes you just enjoy things that you enjoy and there's nothing wrong with that, but if if you like if if somebody took apart one of the comics that that uh I liked when I was a kid. Let's just say, I don't know, some Silver Surfer comics that I liked when I was a kid and pointed out Man, that that Ron Mars guy—he's a total hack. Because look at look at this page and all the unnecessary dialogue and the exposition. It's so corny or whatever. And uh, you know, they start talking about the art and 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 all those things. No, I'll I'll consider take that into consideration and and uh, whether or not I agree, I'm not necessarily gonna be hurt or anything by it. You know, like yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think Ron Mars is the greatest writer of all time or anything. He's not, he's not Alan Moore, but, uh, for what it was, those were comics that I liked when I was a kid. And as an adult, I can still like and enjoy them. Even if I don't think that they're particularly truly great comics. Yeah. So what man? Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's, it's no skin off my teeth, you know, like people like what they like and, and, uh, People don't like what they don't like.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, uh, talking about doomsday, that that reminds me of the dude, man. <laughs> and you you mentioned him really briefly at the end of, or we mentioned him briefly at the end of the last episode. But right. Um, I'll I'll just bring it up again because it, it's it's something that makes me laugh. So after we posted our Superman Death of Superman podcast episode. Usually what we do is for the rest of the week we'll we'll post up images on our Instagram that usually re- reference something that we discuss in our episode, right? Like we'll we'll put up so like what we did with that episode was we we put up some pictures of some of the scenes that we discussed, some of the splash pages that from Dan Jurgens' uh, Superman number 75 and then we wrote a little bit about why that page didn't work. Like the the one example here uh, in this story is uh, put up a picture of that splash where Superman is flying at Doomsday, uh, or he's you know he's basically flying towards the reader, and then Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane are on the page, and and we talked about that in the episode and and why that was just a bad composition with yeah. the weird perspective and everything. So we posted that on our Instagram gave a fairly lengthy explanation and then uh this one dude on instagram iconic underscore (laughs) ones his profile picture is a picture of a doomsday statue he wrote i'm just gonna read what he wrote to us he wrote dang you guys need to lay off the hate in this hashtag I tried listening to your lame podcast and didn't last 10 minutes. It sucks so bad. <laughs> it is not surprising. You have over 2000 posts and your, your crap still only gets like five likes. I'm sure you could get a job in SF scraping poop off the sidewalks. Give it a try. It may be your calling after all. And maybe the one thing you might be good at later losers. <laughs> and then not only did he post that but he immediately blocked us because i saw that message and i checked it within like two minutes when i clicked on his profile i couldn't see his profile <laughs>
0: <laughs> he uh yeah he couldn't stand the thought of not getting the last word in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what a child
1: <laughs> yeah i i saved that picture on my phone and yeah like that like for the the rest of that day, I was just reading his comment over and over because it, it would just make me smile, dude. It was funny, man. Like, yeah. It's like, wow, we. I don't know who this guy is, but we made him listen to us for ten for almost ten minutes, yeah. and he got mad enough to send us a message. <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing, right? So in our business, um, we don't know if anyone listens to us at all. We just have to take it on faith that somewhere out there some some people are listening and this was an instance where we finally did something that attracted the attention of someone and affected them so much that it enraged them enough that they felt like they had to send us a message and then block us <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> oh, and then man. You ended up logging in on your personal IG profile, and you were able to see his his profile, right?
0: Yeah, I looked at what he was into. Like... He he definitely had a lot of fanboy stuff, but the thing that jumped out at me was this guy showed uh, his personal collection, and he has this giant doomsday statue, first of all, Mm -hmm. that he was, like, super proud of. And then on top of that... In this case, beneath the statue, he has all of these CGC graded issues related to death of Superman, and I assume a uh, uh, funeral for a friend, and I assume reign of Superman, and maybe even return <laughs> of Superman. But so he has all these comics, all these comics related to that era of Superman comics. He has them CGC graded. And then on top of that, he had this plaque that was given to him that was talking about how great his collection was. I don't even know who the (laughs) plaque was from. It might have been from, like, CGC itself. Just, Uh you know, a plaque acknowledging just how complete and good this collection was. Which is, in my opinion, not something to be proud of. It's like having a best cancer. (laughs) It was uh, a
1: shrine to bad comics is what I was what i gathered like he yeah. had a didn't he have a cgc of superman 75 yeah
0: like that was probably part of the list is or part of the this this collection like to him this thing was the holy grail yeah sure okay
1: <laughs> yeah so he he probably came across our post because we had tagged it with superman or death of superman or doomsday or something yeah and then- but we also hashtagged it with bad comics. Yeah. <laughs> he got mad. <laughs> oh man. That that's hilarious, yeah. man. The the dude represented everything that we don't like about <laughs> fanboys. Yeah. I guess it I guess it really does go to show that that uh we're just completely at odds with with that kind of Phantom. comic book <laughs> yeah, the fandom. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but yeah, it was funny, man. So I still take out that picture every once in a while just to just to laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a red badge of uh not courage, but of honor that <laughs> we affected someone, you know, yeah, for a brief totally, moment in man. time, he knew who we were. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> 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 but you know what? all of our interactions haven't been uh bad ones we've certainly had more than our fair share of good ones with uh like-minded individuals on the internet um you know uh you were telling me uh earlier that one of the most satisfying things about mm. this of about this experience of this podcast has been the various occasions where um you know we've gotten shout outs and acknowledgements from people who weren't in our personal friend circle who listened
1: to us right yeah 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 because I, I think for a long while especially when we first started obviously not too many people we weren't on too many people's radars or anything like
0: yeah of course it i was, mean you know that's just how it is like the
1: only people that probably really listened to us were people that, you know, our friends that we already knew in real life, personally. And uh, I think as we just kept on going, eventually other people started to come across us. And even though, uh, I you know, it's not like, I don't assume that every Instagram follower listens to us or anything, but uh, just learning that, some people listen to some of our episodes or have listened to an episode or whatever it may be, whether it's one or, or a hundred, you know, it, it, it feels good, man. Like I remember yeah. this one time, uh, a little over a year ago, one of our followers, Hayden Sane. And I'm not sure if he really still listens to us very often, or if he just, you know, maybe checks in every once in a while, but whatever, man, like just the fact that he listened to us at all. And I remember he started he started a podcast of his own about comics and in one of in his first episode he talked about some of the podcasts that he enjoyed and he actually said between the gutters and when I heard that, man, it just made me made me smile, dude. I was like, Thank you, sir. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> like that like up to that point I had no idea that other people that we didn't know listened to us. So yeah. when he said that I was I was smiling for like an hour, dude. Like that that really made my day. <laughs> yeah. I yeah,
0: wanted so, to mention Yeah, um, Hayden
1: Saints, if you're still listening out there, we appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Yes. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, uh all the love and uh appreciation in the world, dude. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say, yeah, like you, I uh I didn't presume that anybody was listening to us. I, like, I still don't know. Like, occasionally, um, you know, some of my friends will will mention things, and it's nice, you know, but it's kind of like getting a compliment from your parents or something, where it's like, oh, you're just saying that to be nice or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, like, personally, I, 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 I think when I look at the metrics on our... Um, on our podcast episodes, I think my natural default state is to presume that people are just listening for a couple of minutes just to see what we're about, uh, yeah. or maybe they accidentally came across us just, you know, by accident and ended up listening to a couple of minutes because they had the time to kill, whatever. Right?
1: Maybe um, they were uh, busy driving and couldn't change the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe they were looking for a podcast about you know plumbing and how to clean gutters and yeah. that wasn't us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hearing that from uh, Hayden Sane, like it it was a good moment. It was you know it, it's a it's a tiny victory, but it's it's still it's a it's a huge victory for us. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another example is uh, we. Like And I didn't even know about this, but one of the podcasts you listened to, Drew, you brought this to our attention or to my attention was uh, we were listening. Uh, you sent me a clip from a podcast called Vertigo Voices, and mm-hmm. they mentioned uh, I-, I don't know if they followed us on Instagram first or if they were listeners first. Uh, like I-, I don't know which, but in their episode, they-, they mentioned some stuff that we were talking about in regards to Sweet Tooth. Mm -hmm. and uh the writing of jeff lemire and i remember when i heard that in the episode i was just like whoa nice yeah you know it's a it's a nice little point of pride that people that have good taste in comics notice us and acknowledge us and yeah yeah definitely uh, yeah and we appreciate that we
1: appreciate you guys too at vertigo voices yep definitely that was a another really great moment I think. Just generally speaking, in terms of interaction with with um, other people, it's it's the the people on our Instagram that occasionally post things or post comments on things. Like that, that's always fun too. It, it kind of yeah. makes it feel more alive. And I'm I'm trying to be more uh, interactive myself, like with the different podcasts, comics podcasts and stuff that i follow like I'll, I'll try to post stuff you know just to uh, not necessarily it doesn't have to be a conversation but you know just to interact with people it's i feel like it's more it's more memorable than just liking a post because that that doesn't really take any effort but just to say a little something to somebody mm-hmm. hopefully uh you know well i mean i don't i don't i would say i don't expect any kind of reciprocation for it or anything like that but it, it's just a little practice in interacting with other people i suppose yeah but yeah it's it's fun just seeing that kind of kind of stuff happen in regards to our our comics uh podcast
0: yeah and another uh individual that i feel that i want to mention uh is someone who followed us or i don't even know if he followed us early on but uh he was someone that interacted with us quite a bit was Goran Sutska and we were kind of starstruck when that happened because yeah. he was he was a guy who had worked on some big comics you know Yeah real... he worked on Why the Last yeah. Man one of you know one of the best DC comics in years you know and mm-hmm. when when he started um liking some of our posts and interacting with us on our Instagram it was it was a pretty surreal and uh uh it was just a surreal moment you know and yeah. it's it's to it's it's like finding out or it's like interacting with not necessarily like our hero or anything like that but just someone who did something impressive and yeah, totally. the fact that he still like likes our messages or our our post and still uh occasionally has nice things to say it's it's very much appreciated you know yeah
1: totally totally yeah and obviously all the all the personal friends that we have that list take the time to listen to us and text us after an episode like that that's really appreciated too, like we love you yeah. guys and and uh yeah, just thanks for your support, and hopefully yeah. uh, we can continue to amuse, entertain, and maybe even educate uh, our comics knowledge uh, yeah. with you guys. So thanks for listening to us, and uh, hope you continue.
0: I actually had one story that I was building up to, and I had lost sight of it uh, in, in my ramblings, but I, I wanted to get to that real quick. One of our other listeners, uh, a friend of ours, uh, she was in our episode on Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, our friend Chrissy. Chrissy. yeah. And the funny thing was she once told us that she puts our podcast on when she goes to sleep, but <laughs> she puts it on mute just so that we get the play. Because <laughs> she's, she's not really a comics person or, like, not super into it, anyways, right? So I'm
1: interested in the comics that we would talk about. Yeah, She, would, she kept asking us, "When are we going to talk about Sailor Moon?"
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we love her. She, we appreciate the the support, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny that she did that. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. But I
1: I'll, still take, think it I'll take it too. I'll take it too thanks Chrissy. Even though yeah. you're probably not listening to this because you're falling asleep and we're on yeah. mute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just have us playing on
1: a loop <laughs> yeah in the ether, yeah, that's funny,
0: so speaking of our uh interactions with people online um one of the the things that we've know that happened in the recent year that was uh, well, not, not a milestone, but like it was, it, it's something that jumped out at me is our, our recent work with WoW, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Drew?
1: Yeah. So for those of you all who have been listening to us, uh, in recent months, I guess, uh, Justin, our friend Justin, who, who came on our show and did the episode where we talked about the, Shang-Chi movie. He started this organization called Wow. You can look them up on Instagram. It's W-A-H-W. It stands for We Are Half the World. And I think there's also a website. I think it's just wow.org, but it's a group that seeks to highlight Asian creators uh, in various disciplines, whether that's, uh, art comics music film it could even just be like accomplished other accomplishments like um you know inventions or uh sports or activist activism so we we've done some collaborations under the wow brand with justin and um some of the other graphic designers there so if you actually give wow a follow Every so often, they'll post up some comic book-related stuff. Like we're, we'll highlight uh, either an Asian creator, um, usually Asian American, I guess. We uh, we haven't done anything where it's just like straight manga or something like that, but we'll we'll, we'll highlight um, Asian creator and some of their works or even a specific story and. Their their posts are a lot cleaner than what we post on our feed, so it, it's a good chance to like look at a lot of not just comics but just a lot of other um, Asian and Asian American related um, art and creators and and things of that nature just to to you know just expose your mind to to different things. Um, and uh, I'll also say that for our collaborations with with Wow, we it, it, those were fun because it, it gave gave us a chance to write a little bit about comic book creators that don't often get a whole ton of attention. So it, it the, the those posts are, yeah, I just think they look nice. So so give Wow a follow and yeah. check them out.
0: Yeah, it's uh. I feel like that was another um, just step for us. Maybe it it wasn't necessarily something that showed that we had arrived or we had made it or anything like that, but it was another, like, tiny victory for us in that, oh, we're beginning to reach out and work with other content creators to, you know, to push this singular goal of just... uh, bringing more attention to various art uh to to comics as art form, you know?
1: Mhm. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Is that what we are? We're content creators now, Albert? Uh I don't
0: want to call us that, but it's hard to ignore that that's what <laughs> we are
1: doing. So, yeah. <laughs> what if we just call ourselves stuff creators
0: I don't think that that sounds better podcast creators What if we're just podcasters
1: thing creators We're thingers We do stuff. We do's work. <laughs> we does work. We do's work.
0: <laughs> uh So, now that we've uh, gone over, uh, you know, some of our favorite moments and uh, achievements of the past 100 episodes, should we look to the future, Drew?
1: I suppose so, but looking to the future, we always run into the risk of falling into a deep depression because... If things, if this is as good as things in life will get, the future is just gonna be a harsh place to live in, and I don't really know if I'm prepared to face that reality. Well,
0: you did say that every episode moving forward has been better than the last. That's true. That's true. So there's that. You're right, man. You're right. Yeah. All right. But on the other hand, everything dies, Drew. Yeah, you're right
1: about that too. <laughs> wow, you, we live in a complex world, man. You, me, this world, everything. <laughs> and I accept that, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's uh, how the line goes, but whatever. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of aspirations moving forward definitely i would say collaborations uh with anybody else out there who is interested i think that would be a fun thing whether it's a podcast or a blog or anything else yeah um, no. we've I dipped our toe that-
0: in the pool of uh you know working with other um Podcast or blogs or what have you and Hmm. uh there's a lot of potential there for sure
1: yeah yeah and and I'll also say that this past year or so or I guess pretty shortly since the pandemic started I've for whatever reason I guess maybe it's because I've been going on more walks uh just you know to get exercise and to be out in out and about because of that, I've been listening to more podcasts myself. So I've been listening, I've been discovering a lot of other podcasts that are um, about comics. I mean, I've I'll, I'll listened to some other podcasts too, like I've I've listened to some anime podcasts, and I've listened to some true crime podcasts. But a lot of the comic book and anime podcasts that I've been listening to have been More along the lines of, uh, you know, just normal fans or regular regular people. Kind of like, well, I don't know if you consider you and us, you and me, uh, regular people, Albert. But (laughs) I think
0: we're intelligently regular. Okay. (laughs) Irregular.
1: (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are, they, they kind of, in some ways, remind me a bit of us in terms of how it's it's a couple of people who just enjoy a hobby, whether it's comics or anime or what have you, and they just talk about it in a way that's, uh, you know, kind of affirming and, and welcoming and also intelligent, and they're able to just speak about stories and maybe they don't always uh dissect them in like super deep detail depending on uh the podcast but you know i've enjoyed listening to other podcasts here and there as well you know i've noticed that some podcasts they they have the crossover episode where they'll have a an episode where they talk to the hosts of different podcasts and we've, we've never done anything like that so um you know i'm just i don't even know if i'm advocating for that, but I'm just throwing it out there right now. If yeah. anybody out there wants to do a crossover, maybe maybe Albert can do his 1920s Chicago gangster voice on your show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that is not the pitch that you... That is not the draw that you think it is.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, I'm telling you that our podcast is known as the podcast where Albert does the 1920s Chicago this? gangster voice. Who knows this?
0: Who knows this for that? <laughs>
1: that's that's the description we have in our profile on social media.
0: Oh, that's okay. our tagline:
1: Between the Gutters, the podcast where Albert does the 1920s Chicago gangster voice. Ugh, oh, jeez.
0: Okay, okay. I'll, I'll take it. For, I'll take it at your word then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I got the shirts printed up already too, man.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> But, yeah, that being said,, um, yeah, you know, if it's out there,'re uh, we're, we're always open to meeting other fans of comics and sharing our thoughts, and you know if if the occasion comes where we can just gush over the things that we like and discover new things about it with like-minded people,
1: why not? yeah, or or we can even we can even uh, share in a mutual hatred of something that that's true too
0: that exactly we could that's how cults start <laughs>
1: <laughs> so will you join our cult <laughs> once you're part of the cult you're going to be speaking in a 1920 chicago gangster voice <laughs>
0: um yeah in terms of other aspirations um i do want to Expand more of our YouTube presence uh, because it's just a huge area where, you know, where we are missing. uh, It's a huge, I don't know know what else to call it, but market Mm -hmm. that we're missing. And, uh, you know, we did post a couple of videos on YouTube, and uh, I don't think we're necessarily at the point where we're ready to get a camera and do all that yet although that's very much a possibility. But even just posting just the audio of our podcasts on YouTube uh, would be, uh, I think it would be a a help to us overall just in terms of getting us out there. So uh, I do want to get back to posting our backlog of episodes up there just so we can be, just so we can have a presence, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we, we do currently have some on YouTube yeah, I think we kind of did them as a test run, but uh, yeah, if, if people are interested, uh, you know, that would certainly motivate us. But nonetheless, it's something that we probably should do just to, just to you know, do a good job, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that, since you brought up YouTube, I also thought it would be cool one day, and we've we've both talked about this, but it would be cool one day to actually do youtube videos where we have a video or kind of like an over-the-shoulder cam where we can show the the audience the comic that we're discussing just introducing that that visual aspect to it yeah i I guess i guess it's kind of like what cartoonist kayfabe does pretty often uh that that's probably what they're most known for and and we've talked about Cartoonist kayfabe in in the past and how we enjoy their their videos and a lot of the stuff that they do mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to like crib or or bite their style or anything but like looking at comics page by page and talking about them that's kind of already what we do in our you know when we're just hanging out anyway you know yeah so it it's it's I don't think anyone really has a, a trademark on that and uh it would just be fun to be able to to do that on on YouTube cuz i know that some of my friends that that listen to our show they don't necessarily read a lot of the comics that we discuss so being able to present them visually for them to see that that might be something that that they could enjoy and and uh, i'm sure that they wouldn't be the only ones either
0: yeah no, that makes absolute sense. Um, it's I can see how, as an abstract concept, just putting our descriptions out, um, especially for someone who who doesn't have much connection to comics, it follow if not to get any sense of connection to to what we're describing Yeah. thing the visual element does change that a lot. So, yeah, I'm I'm it's 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 something uh we're working on and uh we shall see.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to one of my friends uh I don't know, maybe a week ago or so about camera setups and and things like that the equipment that would be necessary so we're 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 starting to do a little research um i can't promise when we might start doing these kind of videos but hopefully you know at some point we can give it a shot yeah at least that's what we aspire to
0: yes yes um yeah but in terms of uh you know lessons that we've learned and how we've applied them moving forward i i i do think even though you were saying it in a joking way uh when you said that every episode we do is better than the last Wait, um, you thought
1: i was joking
0: i thought you were being cheeky about it
1: but Dang, I dude, do think... Nobody takes Drew seriously. <laughs> that hurts. Drew's sad. Hulk's
0: sad. <laughs> <laughs> but there I do think there's a truth to that in that we're constantly applying the lessons that we've learned. Uh it's it's just an ongoing process, you know? And we're we're Yeah. When you think about the very early episodes that we used to do, um, admittedly they were a little rougher because we were a little rougher and greener around the edges. But, Mm -hmm. and and I'm not saying that we're leaps and bounds better or anything, but we're certainly learning and uh, making adjustments and changes as we go. Uh, And, I'd like to think that we're keeping the things that work and uh, changing the things that don't. Um, For example, uh, we did our Marvel's top 25 list. And now that we're about to start our DC top 25, even now we we've already started. We've, we've already got a better idea of the layout and how we want to do these episodes moving forward you know you yeah. you mentioned earlier that uh in that first episode we tried to do five episodes in one or five issues in one sitting
1: five five
0: uh runs five runs in one sitting and we've y- you know we've learned about just how we are when we're on this podcast and just how much we actually have to say about these things and we've since adjusted to that and decided we want to just commit one episode to each each comic because Mm -hmm. one it's more satisfying to us to be able to talk about one issue in depth and one story yeah one story in depth and two it just makes for better podcasting you know uh Yeah. yeah so
1: um yeah i think that's definitely something that stood out in terms of reflecting on the early part of our podcasting, just yeah, like some of those Marvel top twenty-five episodes we did. It, I kind of almost wish that that uh we had time to like redo them. You know, like I don't want to redo. I don't actually want to redo them, but it, it it's it's almost like I feel kind of bad that some of those comics that we talked about early on. It feels like we didn't g- devote enough time or attention to them, you know? Like, we kind of just glossed over them. You know, it's a lot different when you have five comics or even two comics and you're talking about multiple things over the course of however long our episodes usually are. I mean, we our episodes, we acknowledge and understand that we have super long episodes, sometimes over two hours or whatever. And imagine just the difference uh, when you're talking a, two hours about something, but it's you know five different series and you don't feel like you have the chance to, to go in satisfying depth in any of them. You're just kind of saying a few things about each one. I'd, I'd much rather just spend all that. If we're going to talk two hours about something, I'd rather just spend that two hours on – a single work, you know, where we can really devote our attention to it and it's kind of like how you decided to call our uh movie episodes autopsies, you know? Like we can we're basically doing an autopsy of something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: What else are you looking forward to, man? Um so, you know, we've we've kind of established
0: uh some of our segments uh moving forward we we don't want to become stagnant or anything so we're, we're definitely going to try to come up with some new segments or uh for example um we did mention that our our year-long read-through of invincible by robert kirkman is coming to an end so mm-hmm. uh we've discussed it and we think we are we've come up with what we want to do next for Wait, are our you next read through
1: say it or is it going to be a surprise
0: i'm going to leave it as a surprise for now okay but okay i think I, I in short what i'm going to say is we're going to try to do a recurring segment where we will we'll read through an, a, a year in a series or you know uh, a chunk of series in its entirety over the course of several months Mm -hmm. um it's it's it makes for satisfying satisfying uh radio and it makes for a satisfying experience uh when we read you know yeah so uh it's something that i want to do again and uh something i'm looking forward to applying to other comics moving forward
1: yeah yeah i've definitely really been enjoying doing this invincible read through this year. Yeah. It like part of it it I think part of the, the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because doing it where we read one year's worth in a month, it it's it kind of allows us to savor the experience. Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. I think other times in the past when I've binge read, binge read a series where, you know, read a whole bunch of issues or read hundreds of issues in the span of like a couple weeks, a lot of the stuff ends up like, I'll still remember major events or major moments, but a lot of the things kind of blend together. And it, I, I can't always remember some of the plot points, but I feel like yeah. this time around reading invincible in these manageable chunks, like it, it drags the experience out a, a bit longer, but it's, in a good way, you know, because it allows I'm you able to, to digest remember. it. Yeah, I can digest stuff and we can talk about each chunk of issues and, and see new and different things mm-hmm. to to examine, like the different ideas that are introduced every year. It mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. And uh, it's also an, an excuse to to reread the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, next year's next year's series. I'm really looking forward to that uh because it's something that I've read in the past and I don't think you've read it before, but I'm pretty interested in hearing what you have to say about it. And it's something that uh I I haven't really seen too many other podcasts. Well I haven't seen any other podcast talk about it either. Um Yeah. It's not really a book that um I think garners much attention Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it man yeah a couple more months until we finish invincible and then uh yeah and then our mystery book (laughs) Yup, (laughs) yup, yeah yeah what if what if somebody out there guesses what we're gonna talk what we're gonna read through next year what prize will you give them albert
0: uh a solid thrashing for reading my mind that's a good answer thank you thank you i uh i often respond to any form of stimulus with violence and indignation
1: yeah (sighs) i once read in a punisher comic that violence is the only rational response (laughs) um maybe maybe you could be the anti-hero we need in our lives you're not the anti hero we need you're the anti hero we deserve, Albert and
0: then I pity you if I pity the world if I'm anything that they deserve <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, in terms of other segments that I want uh you know other segments that I think would be fun to do again um. One of the segments that we tried out last year was we we started focusing on Kickstarter comics a little more and that might you know, have
1: been this year I think.
0: Oh, this year, sorry. Was it last year? I, don't, I can't even No, remember it, it. it might have been this year. Um but I at this point time just kind of blurs blends together to me. It all it's all just uh, yeah. a mishmash of days and true that. Yeah. But yeah, in this past year we we focused we started to do more of a focus on Kickstarter comics and in part the reason for that was just because we started exposing ourselves more to Kickstarter comics and we started buying more Kickstarter comics. Mm-hmm. And you know, um we've we've dedicated a few we've certainly dedicated a lot of episode to mainstream comics um mm-hmm. but we've also dabbled in dedicating episodes to indie comics and the world of kickstarter comics is kind of the next evolution for indie comics uh like so it's it's certainly when we did that episode this past year it one it gave me an opportunity to finally read a bunch of the stuff that i had accumulated Mm -hmm. but upon reading those things it also the the second part two of my statement is that, you know, it allowed me to explore these voices that I had just never been exposed to previously, you know? And, and for a comic, uh, for a podcast that's about uplifting comic books as, uh, uh, uplifting comics as a medium, I want to be able to do that for all comics and, Mm -hmm. you know, obscure comics need that more than, uh, you know big 2 uh corporate cape in, comics cor- corporate cape comics exactly right yeah. yeah yeah so uh hopefully we'll get to do more kickstarter comics next year um yeah
1: we uh we've both been backing we've both continued to back various kickstarters so i've i've definitely received quite a few since the last time we did a kickstarter comics episode so so next time we do one, I don't even know if I could talk about all of them. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to like really pick and choose. So we, yeah. we'll, we'll probably have to do like a recurring Kickstarter segment to just to cover all the stuff that we've bought.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm actually pretty excited about some of the new stuff that I've gotten. So I, I'd love to be able to talk about that stuff at some point.
1: Yeah, totally. And I I just looked it up. So for anyone who might be interested in the archives, the episode where we did talk about the Kickstarter comics that we we had gotten up to that point was episode 65. And yeah, that was about 8 months ago, so okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, episode 65. Nice, nice. Um another
0: thing that we mentioned earlier uh in this episode was the The recommendations podcast episodes mm-hmm. that we did, and you know, if we can get back to that, that would be a fun thing to do.
1: Zach, Shanes, where face are us you, cowards? Where are you? <laughs> um. Uh
0: the the one thing that I did think, um, or that the one thought that occurred to me, uh just now and and we've talked about this in other episodes was that i i remember when i first started out uh when we first started musing about the idea for this podcast one of the things that i guess drove us aside from just talking about comics was a lot of our conversations revolved around A lot of the cheap comics that we found and just the joy of finding cheap comics and uh you know the the thrill of putting sets together and finally being able to read those sets and assess them based on you know the quality of their content but also to kind of flex on how we were able to Fine you know deals. find deals or whatever I, I i think i'm going to try to incorporate a little more of that into our podcast i don't know what form that'll take uh, we do have the hashtag that we created uh the do, the
1: discount bin diatribes, diatribes
0: diatribes what did i say diatribes <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you also pronounced the word debris debris yes
0: <laughs> um how does it go um <laughs> a little bit of uh, everybody loves Raymond humor for you. Yeah, I, what?
1: I, I had no idea you were into that. I thought you hated sitcoms.
0: Uh, I, I, I think there's a certain era of sitcom that I still um, watch, but. I, I I certainly don't think everybody loves Raymond was was one of those uh popular. Well, I I guess it was popular at the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not Friends. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got no love for Friends.
0: Uh, I guess not. I, but to be fair, I don't think I ever watched a single episode of the show. Wow. So, yeah.
1: We could start another podcast where we watch every episode of Friends for the first time.
0: Oh, don't make me do this. Don't. (laughs) Just don't. (laughs) Just don't. Jeez. Please don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I was never into that either. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've at least watched an episode at some point in my life just because it was on TV so much. But I, I couldn't. Tell you anything about it or I don't remember anything. It wasn't something I truly cared about.
0: Yeah. I I, I will say this. I'll I'll take any episode of Friends over Big Bang Theory though.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> the official between the gutters stance on Big Bang Theory is that we ain't down with Big Bang Theory.
0: Yeah. Big Bang Theory can hang out with the death of Superman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve each other (laughs) they deserve each other
0: (laughs) all right you have any thoughts drew any any uh aspirations you would like to mention
1: well i've always wanted to get married someday but so far i haven't had any luck Oh wait, were you talking about in terms of the podcast?
0: I was absolutely referring to the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I I absolutely do not have any of the tools necessary to help you rectify that other thing.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm uh completely embarrassed at my honesty. I I will now plead the fifth.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad we had this conversation. It's it sounds like uh you know, I our prospects, oh wait, let me be specific. <laughs> the podcast pros the podcasts prospects for the future look promising and you know, it'll be fun to continue to make episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: and uh yeah uh, that's that's probably i think that's that's yeah i think that's it unless you have anything else you want to add
1: i think i will have something i want to add but it's going to be one of those things where i'll wake up tomorrow and remember it and be like dude why didn't i say that when we were recording
0: (laughs) yeah I mean that's always the case, uh, you know. We try, we try our best to cover everything. Why do you think our episodes are two hours long? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man!
1: <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, this is the one hundredth episode of Between the Gutters. Oh, you know what, Albert? I just thought of what I I did want to say. What's that? I just wanted on record that if I die, I want you to continue doing this podcast. I want you to keep between the gutters alive, even in the event of my death.
0: I mean, I guess I could try to live stream at
1: your funeral. You could live stream it at my funeral. (laughs) And uh, even after that, you know, if it's. Even if it's just you by yourself pontificating, <laughs> or if you wrangle up Zach or Shanice or anybody else to do it, just keep between the gutters alive, man. I want this to outlive me. I it,
0: I just feel like I'm gonna end up living in a shack in the woods, just rambling into a radio like madman. But
1: okay. As long as you ramble with your 1920s Chicago gangster voice, my death will not have been in vain.
0: Yeah see? Like and subscribe, see ah.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This is between the gutters. Peace out. Bye guys.